This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Tropical Chevrolet Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560, FM96.5 HD2, WQAM, and the Radio.com app. Sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers are top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet. Here's Zach and the Nose. And the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by our friends at Tropical Chevrolet. Like always, good evening to all the boys at Tropical Chevrolet tonight. Danny, the GM, Ari, and Erica, the King and Queen at Tropical Chevrolet. Good evening. We are getting into week two of the NFL season, folks. Last week, the theme of it was we made it, we got there. Now it's let's just keep riding out. As always, my partner in crime sitting next to me in the Kranz compound here in Dave. The Nose at Spencer Nose on Twitter, N-O-S-E. Good evening, Nose. How are you? I am doing amazing, especially now that we are actually talking about what actually happened in week one of the NFL. It happened, and we are here. And I hope everyone had the satisfaction that I did watching those games, that one o'clock waiting for... The red zone is how I particularly do it. Of course, I watched the countdown to Scott Hanson. I put my phone down, and I just... Watch it unravel right in front of me. And I'm telling you, Zach, it really did satisfy that yeah, that craving I've had for a very long time. I think we all have. We all were waiting for it. Um, we didn't realize a month or two ago that it might happen or not. It was still kind of... I, I would still say it was 50, 54 weeks ago, 6 weeks ago, 8 weeks ago, maybe even less than that, 12 or 16 weeks ago. Uh, but we made it. Like we're in, We're going into week 2. There is a football game tonight. At 20 after 8, the Bungles and the Browns play tonight. Like, there's football. Like, Ohio. Right. <laughs> the Battle of Ohio. And I love the the uh, the preview for it. Because, you know, you got to have a storyline going to everything. Number one pick versus number one pick. Joe Burrow versus Baker Mayfield. Well, one um, in Joe Burrow, uh, he's a rookie. He's okay to have a decent game or a bad game through five, six, ten games without a problem. The other one is so far a huge flop as a number one pick on a fantasy football offense, I like to call it. The weapons, I mean, Nose, Chubb, Hunt, Landry, Odell Beckham, they have like seven good tight ends. And Baker Mayfield is a big, he's a big poop. That's what he is, a turd. Yes, he is. Right. And he, right now, it looks like he might be a product of that Oklahoma system. Right. Because, you know, what was Riley over there? Lincoln Riley, sick offensive coordinator. And when he has unbelievable athletes like C.D. Lamb or and all those wide receivers over there, well, yeah, he might be a flop. So we're gonna we're gonna find out a little bit more tonight. You can't let's let's give Baker a, on the prime time tonight a shot to prove us all wrong. Right. But right now it looks like uh, that Kyler Murray is a better quarterback coming out of Oklahoma than Baker because 
you know, not to shift this conversation, but holy Ky- Kyler Murray was wow. just holy Kyler. That's holy right. Kyler, right, right? That rushing and his instincts. What it was just great to watch him and all these players week one. What a what a great start. And I'm really, really happy that we're here, week two. We got right. got all these players lined up, and we have, uh, well, I'll let you say it, our first segment. Well, we have our normal segments we do here on the show. Uh, as we end the show tonight with the award-winning nose pick of the week, uh, we will go over all of nose picks, nose picks for this week. The, uh, the sniff test, we'll go through all of that. We have coming up here right now. Uh, we're going to go over some of the picks from last week, some of the nosebleed and nose candy. We'll go through some of that right now, too. Do we still have the tight end of the week? Are we doing that? We side? did. We had okay. the tight end of the week. We debuted that last week. Well, here's the time where, you know, good or bad, it's called accountability. Right. So this is the accountability segment of our, uh, our right. radio show. That's exactly right it. If we do, the sniff, we do the sniff test. We give you picks each week. Nose gives you all the ones he likes and doesn't like. And then we go over them the week after. So we'll start off. With a little bit, should you, where do you want to start with the good or the bad nose? I want to start off with the good. Are okay, you me? Jay Fig, hit the nose candy for us. Nose candy. That's right, the nose candy from last week. All right, so let's start with this. Go into a couple of your picks from last week and give us some of your nose candy. I'm from just going to start off by doing it. I'm oh, be- I'm chest beating, my- beating already. Che- I- Let me tell you something. When you come out and you say to a- an audience. Radio Raheem Mostert right. is the nose pick of the year. I, I do have to clap. It was and good. you look at me right. like I'm crazy. And a lot of the people who I said this to, they look at me like that is quite, quite risque. Well, yes, totaling 151 yards and a long bonus touchdown for those who have those long bonus touchdowns. Let's just say right now a top three running back to start the season. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about Raheem Mostert. Uh, he looked fantastic, so great start me there. And then I had the nose pick of the week. That's right, double Jew. The double Jew, right. starting off with the people that I love. The double Jew had six grabs for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Not one, but two. That's so nice. the nose picks of the year and the week. Both in week one, well done. It, Beat your chest. You uh, I was right. running around my house when Monster broke free on that oh 70. Literally running around my house. My kids look at me like I am a crazy person. You are a crazy And you're person. darn right, right I am a crazy person. That was a person. catch, right? That wasn't even a run, That was right? a catch. Right. And he just looked bigger and faster than everybody else on that field. And he went 73 yards later. And it was one of the early uh, touchdowns of the of the of that game, I guess. So it was early in the 4 o'clock. I went absolutely nuts. Right, right, so, right. yeah. Great start there. Uh, some more nose candy that we have was uh, I recommended Philip Rivers last week. Uh, he is exactly what we said he is. He's going to throw some INTs. There's going to be some right. minus two points in your league, but the dude started off already in a new uniform, new system with 363 yards and a touchdown. Really nice start. Also, we had big Ben Roethlisberger. Got real nervous in that first quarter because right. I was not only recommending him, but with Juju. Started off a little shaky. But then ends up with 229 yards and three touchdowns. Solid. Very yeah. solid right, start right, to him. Game. I went with David, which was very controversial also because we haven't seen this guy play essentially in three years. Right, right. And then the whole concept was that Bill O'Brien makes the trade, trades DeAndre Hopkins, who, right. like, oh my God, that's another story. <laughs> we'll get to him soon. Wow. Right, right, right. We trades DeAndre Hopkins. So the theory was we're going to get this guy the ball so I don't look like a fool. Well, they sure did. They got him the ball, 103 total yards and a touchdown in a game that they had to abandon the run because Casey just went up big on him. So I'm expecting the David Johnson magic to keep on going. 
I recommended Jonathan Taylor last week. He had 100, excuse me, had 89 yards with six catches. Not bad for his first ever game. And then finishing off with the best probably nose candy was I recommended Calvin Ridley in all daily fantasy leagues. Nine catches, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Whoa, that was My Jay Lord. Finn, give me another nose candy for that one. Woo! That was good. Oh, my goodness. Nose candy. Nine catches. Yeah, 132 touchdowns. That is impressive. All right, so that's good. So if you had any of those from last week, listen, that was a good. those are good picks. There's some candy for you from last week. Now, what happens also is nose gives you a lot. So nose is going to have, when the nose candy comes out and it's that plentiful, which sometimes the page isn't that long that we're reading off with all the, the picks from last week. There's obviously going to be some bad ones too. There are going to be some nosebleeds. Jay Fig, give me, give me a little nosebleed here. Uh oh, nosebleed. Uh oh, nosebleed. That's right. All right, so give me some of your nosebleed. You, you, you want me to hit him for you? What happened? No, no, I got you. Got I, just I'm a little embarrassed by this one because I didn't see Kyler Murray being this good, oh, and yeah. so I recommended a lot of people to bench him against what I believe to be the best defense in the league, and I still believe that they are now probably the second-best defense guy, that Steeler defense we'll talk oh, about. Wow. Right, That's good. another wow situation. Right. Okay. So I literally said to a lot of people, start Big Ben over Kyler Murray. That's a huge nosebleed. I didn't see this coming. My God, he looked good. And he really was, did. It was not just him throwing the ball a million times to DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, and he did. Right. But it was the instincts of the running and the 91 yards, and he got hit absolutely no time. He really looks the part of a guy who knows how to play this position, played in this Cliff Klingsbury offense, and he also knows not to get hit, which is very important for a guy because of that size because he could get really hurt right. if he gets pummeled like that. So sorry about that, guys. Moving forward, you won't be hearing that ever again. I will not right. recommend against Kyler Listen, Murray. San Francisco's defense is, is top-notch. We're not talking about a middle-of-the-pack defense. We're talking about a defense that led their team last year to Super Bowl and was about a quarter away from winning that Super Bowl. And Nick Bosa and that defense, really, really good. By the way, Kyler targeted Hopkins 16 times last week. That is impressive. Yeah, it was. That's an impressive It's called, if you're going to go and give this guy extension, right. that's going to make feed him one of the wealthiest, feed him. Feed him. Right. Mm. Yeah, feed you him. have to feed him. All right, give me some more of your nosebleeds. I uh, recommended against Danny Dimes last week. And again, we were just talking about, he actually had a pretty decent game against uh, that Pittsburgh Steelers. D. Steelers defensive line, that's another story. Shutting down uh, Saquon Barkley was, wow. it was a wow. That guy had how many yards? Like five. Like nothing at all. I, I, he had a few grabs. With, right, no, but that's not what you were you know, looking for when it comes to that. I can't even find him at the top of our list anywhere close. Well, to no, rushing yards, you're going to go down the list. You're right. not going to see it until he has five yards. So right, the, right, bottom, right. the bottom line is, though, Danny, Daniel Jones was a player that I recommended on you know in our three shows coming prior to the season as the guy in the 4-4-1 or our 3-3-1 is a guy to target in the ninth or 10th round. I have him everywhere. And let me tell you something. He looks really good. He looks poised. He looked ready for the moment. He looks exactly like Eli Manning. And that's a little weird, but he just, he just looks the part of a Giants quarterback. But I think the future is really bright with him. Darius Slayton caught some great passes from him. So I was dead wrong on the Danny Dimes call. He had a really nice week. Yeah, and it's surprising, too, against that defense because that defense played so well. But at the end of the day, when the stats do come out, if he, if he picks him up through four quarters, that's all that matters. doesn't matter how he 
places than that. All right, so do you have any more uh, nosebleeds? Or I, is that it? I'm going to give you one more nosebleed. All right. Because we started out, we were excited about the tight end of the week segment, okay? Right. We're going to just start something new, talk about some tight ends. Well, I recommended Darren Waller, and I was expecting uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown. He gave me six catches for 45 yards. In a PPR league, yes, that's just over 10 points. Right. But that's still unacceptable to me. That's a nosebleed when you're starting off a new segment and that guy only gets you 45 <laughs> yards. Come on, I blew that one. So six forty-five and a touchdown would have been nice. It, right, that would have helped. But there was nothing. But he didn't get the end. Other than that, they were no uh, drastic nosebleeds. It was a pretty overall solid week on not knowing much, not seeing right. any preseason. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. When you're when the nose candy is doubled up on the nosebleeds, you know you had a pretty good week there uh, with that. All right, remember during the show today we will take all your text messages as they come in three zero five five six seven. 0560. If you have any uh, questions for the nose, send them in here. We will uh, make sure they all get asked before we are out of here. The nose pick of the week coming up in the final segment of the show. We have the sniff test coming up as well. The tight end of the week. We are loaded today. Next segment, by the way, we're going to go over some observations. Stuff that happened over the last five, six, seven days or 24 hours at this point. So much happened since week one ended on Monday night after that doubleheader last Monday night. Going into this week, it is crazy. It's only been three, four days since that Monday night game. We are up for Thursday night football tonight in the Battle of Ohio with Cleveland and Cincinnati. All right, again, 305-567-0560 is the text machine if you want to get in here anytime during the show. We're going to do observations next. This is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in beautiful Miami Shores. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with observations after this. The football show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. All right, we did uh, some nose candy and uh, some nosebleeds in the first segment. Text messages are coming in. 305-567-0560. We will get to a whole bunch of those today. Diddy actually t- texted in earlier and says we need a live video feed. It would be better if we did a live video feed when we're both at our own desks. We are very close to each other. It's right. Rom- it's romantic. Like if I dim the lights in here and pour two glasses of wine, you wouldn't think we're doing a fantasy football show, folks. It would be really, really heated. Right. Yeah. 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 It would be it would be it would be an interesting picture for you to see live here. I didn't see uh, this going in the this segment going in the direction of us drinking wine together in, right. a, in a very dim lit right no. setting. Right. And it did. Look, that's what happens here. You know, J Fig knew to all this. She's probably laughing in the back. All right, 305-567-0560 is a text message. Uh, text machine if you want to get in here and send us a couple text messages here. We have tons of observations to go over. I told those before we started all this. Normally it's one segment full of observations. I'm thinking this could bleed into the next segment because there's so much to go over with a lot of good players. We're not just talking about, oh, you maybe go grab this backup or this backup. We're talking about top flight, couple first round guys. So let's get right into it and dive right into the nose's observations from the week that was up until today, starting week two of the NFL season. Start away, Nose. I mean, it's an observation, but this is more of a motivational speech for those owners who have Michael Thomas, okay? Yes, this is the part of fantasy that stinks, okay? You drafted him probably around eighth overall in your draft. Between fifth and eighth is my best guess. And right now you're feeling quite deflated. 
You may have gone 0-1, but listen, this is the time to not panic. Be happy that this kind of injury happened early in the season. So what you need to do is try to squeeze out some wins, right? Squeeze him out, and he could be back in three to four weeks, and boom, he'll get his normal, uh, I guess, targeted plays by right. Drew Brees. So this is a... Oh, yes, this is a really rough injury because I own him in many leagues. In the PPR league, and when you lose your first-round draft pick... That stinks. It's tough to recover. Right, right. But we're here to tell you, if you have any questions tonight about who you need to replace him with on your bench, we're going to give you the best information we can possible to try to give you... You know, some... We're just going to try to squeak out some wins right now. That's, That's what you're going to do. That, right. This is not a season-ending one. But those who have Emmanuel Sanders, you hit a bit of a jackpot over the next few weeks while he's out because Drew Brees is going to throw the ball, and right now his weapons, well, his big weapon is now out, and he can't throw to Kamara every single play out of the backfield. Right, right. So right now, yes. Wait, he can't? Really? I know you love him. Jared Cook and uh, Emmanuel Sanders are going to get targeted a lot. So if you guys have those players, I highly recommend trying to figure out how to get them into your lineup. So right off the bat, that Michael Thomas injury is the first obvious major thing we had to discuss right. on the show. Well, of course. I mean, you're talking about a first-round pick. We do not, no, we, we don't normally, going into week two, start talking about who to grab to back up your first-round pick that just got knocked out. When that usually happens. And listen, he could be out a week. It could be out multiple weeks. We don't know. Uh, barring a serious miracle from everything I read today from practice whatnot, it would take a lot of Michael Thomas in Sean Payton's face over the next couple of days for him to even play this. Because I think it's Monday Night Football. Is that what they play this week? Mm-hmm. It's Monday night. I don't see it happening. Maybe miracles do happen in New Orleans, but I just do not see it happening. Listen, if you're a owner, I would say sit for this week. You want Michael Thomas fully ready to play. And so, yeah, apparently he's a grinder. Right. But right now, I would. he's not going to play this weekend. And that's the right move. So... Uh, definitely text the show, see who what options we have, and we're going to help you out. Right. What other uh, observations from last week? Because it looks like the next one's going to be possibly a running back observation, well, I'm assuming. Every year there's a slew of rookies that come in, and you draft them not really knowing where right. they're going to end up being. Of course. So let's just discuss them for a second. The first guy... And I'm just going to give a, a new nickname out there because I can't keep saying his name on the air. So Clyde the Glide O'Hare, he's now the hyphen, all right? Yeah, I like it. I, I, so the hyphen is the new name. So right. we have Oil Can Boyd, right. we have the hyphen. So the hyphen is obviously the Chiefs running back, and he looks phenomenal. And he's going to be a epic success for you. So a lot of people who grabbed him in the first round, where that's where you had to grab him, you know, you grabbed him at the seventh pick, and you're like, I don't even know what he's going to be right, like. There's right. that there's that nervous feeling. Well, it's a mystery, especially with a guy like that. Now he's in a great offense, obviously, but that doesn't necessarily equate to points and, and rushing yards and catches. And then, wow. He's a star. 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 One, right. Yeah, absolute star. So, yeah, so Clyde Edwards-Olaire, now forever known as the hyphen, led, uh, I believe, the NFL Week 1 with 138 yards. And he found himself in the end zone. So I'm giving you guys a little clap if you drafted him in the first right, round. Well done. Again, you were not exactly sure what you were getting, but you got yourself gold. Gold. So that's, No matter what, week one gold. Who knows what's going to end up happening. But it, like like we said, in that offense, Pat Mahomes knows how to use the weapons. Like you, you, if, he's a, if, he, if the hyphen is a weapon for him at this point, then boom. Pat Mahomes is going to use him. Like, uh, oh, it, it's, Andy Reid is going to use him. Right, it's right. exciting. And listen... 
his offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. That's a guy that the hyphen kind of looks just like when Eric Bieniemy played. So why not use him the way that? And he's a better Eric Bieniemy, which is even better than that. So Bieniemy, right? What school do you go to? Eric Bieniemy went to uh, hmm. three, two. Colorado. Ow, Next, God. Jonathan right. Taylor. Okay, Ooh. yes, you know my love for Jonathan right. Taylor. Well, yes, there was a bad situation that went down. Marlon Mack torn a well, no, no, torn Achilles heel right, out right. for the year. For those oh. who were drafting Jonathan Taylor, you were expecting him to probably be good by week three or four. That should have been your expectations. Well, this got accelerated quite a bit. It's a huge news for fantasy football because. Nobody throws the ball like Philip Rivers does to right. their running backs. And so uh, Jonathan Taylor right now, in terms of a rookie running back, if you took him anywhere from between the fourth and sixth round draft pick, you're going to get some incredible value. Right now, I can't imagine him not being a top 10 running back moving forward. I just see him absolutely being a huge hit. So the big two stars are the hyphen and Johnny Taylor. Right, right. And now we're going to talk about Cam Akers. Okay. On the other side of it. Right. The Florida State Mud, excuse me, uh, the Florida State, I'm sorry, I'm a Gator. And right. it can't, it's going to happen. I'm yeah. very happy to talk about how poorly he played and how unimpressed I was with the Rams offense. If you watched Cam Akers, he could not get past the line of scrimmage. Right. It was the most boring two yards every time. People drafted him to be their guy. And right now it looks like that's going to be a true three-way split between him and Malcolm Brown, who clearly is their goal line guy, and Daryl Henderson. So for Cam Akers right now, I'm highly recommending you do not start him. That's my observation for him. That's not the best. That was the rookie to, that you may have drafted and you may have lost on. So, right, right, But right. it's a little early, so let's see what happens. Listen, we're just through week one. We're going into week two. Cam Akers could be a stud by the end of the year. Could be a dud this year and be a better part of that offense next year. You know, you know that's the, like you said, that's the mystery of drafting a rookie. That's the mystery of taking one of these guys and hoping. That's also the mystery of taking a Jonathan Taylor and all of a sudden by week two he's looking like a stud in that offense. Or like you said, taking the hyphen in the first round and then boom, look what happens. Now there's plenty of other rookie running backs around and rookie wide receivers around that you didn't maybe see a lot from in week one. But the good thing is it's just week one. And you reminded me because I'm going back to our roots from last year. We do not overreact about week no, one. And by no, the way, no. we don't overreact about week two. Now, if you go and you start off 1-0-3, we're going to start talking about the 0-3 right. teams. But obviously, we're not there yet. Nope. So listen, we have a clean slate. If you went 0-1, it means nothing, okay? You're still going to put your best lineup in this week, and you're going to give it a roll. And hopefully, you're going to go 1-1 one one because you don't want to overreact too much. But I'm not overreacting on this uh, Rams running back situation. It's a three-headed monster. And until uh, Cam Akers shows me that he can hit a hole and move faster than two yards. Sit him on the, sit him on the bench. Put right. him on the bench. Right, right, right. All right. Now, I see on the other observation, this is interesting, especially locally here in South Florida, because the Miami Dolphins play the Buffalo Bills at Hard Rock Stadium on Sunday. And that Bills offense last week. Now, listen, the, Dol- the Dolphins ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw when it came to Cam Newton last week and that and what's a no one knew what to expect from that New England offense. I don't even think the New England offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels knew what to expect last week. The difference in this week is they're playing against a guy that's just as big as Cam Newton had just didn't have as many yards rushing last week, but there are plays called specifically for him to run, Josh Allen. 
And I believe, didn't the dude throw for 300-plus yards last week? So here's the question, and I see even you wrote it down. Is the Buffalo Bills offense for real? Yes, yes. That's the question we're asking. Right. I, I actually, you know, I'm happy for the Buffalo Bills fans because I feel like the Miami Dolphin fans could at least understand what it's like to not have a franchise quarterback for so long. It's been a long time since Marino walked through that door. And I feel like it's the same thing about Jim Kelly. That was the last... There's a slew of quarterbacks, whether it's Kyle Orton or J.P. Lossman. The Bills haven't had a quarterback in forever. And now, yes, I know it's an AFC East and I know it's a Miami Dolphin rival, but they are so real deal, Zach, because this kid could run it, he could throw it, he's a gunslinger, he's not afraid, he's a leader. Everything about Josh Allen looks to be really good right now, and especially fantasy football-wise. Right, right. Again, this is a type of situation. Did you go and pick Lamar or, or Pat Mahomes in the second or third round or stupid enough in your first round? When this kind of Josh Allen was going in the sixth or seventh or eighth right. rounds in or your later. league, right, right. this guy might, well, not might, he's going to be a top five quarterback play. Lamar and Pat will have more fantasy points, right, right. but it still goes with our theory of you know banging out uh, running backs and wide receivers early and then picking up a, uh, a Josh Allen. And we're going to dive more into how that four four one looks like after week one later on in our observations, if you will. But long story short, if you have Stefan Diggs, oh yeah. oh yeah, you're feeling it and you're starting him. He had eight catches for 86 yards. John Brown had six catches for 70 yards in a touchdown. All of a sudden, and they have two running backs that are both getting exactly, at least for week one, exactly equal play with um, Moss and, and Singletary. Singletary. Right. They both had exactly nine rushes. Um, Singletary had more targets out of the backfield, had more catches. But right now, that is a developing story still for us. I happen to like both of them this week. Both completely startable. uh, But I do lean Singletary if you have both of them. Right, yeah. And that Buffalo offense, we'll see it against the uh, revamped uh, Dolphin defense this week. We'll see what happens. What does revamped mean? They have to revamp after last week because they're playing an upgraded New England offense. New England had nobody to throw the ball to. And uh, and their quarterback ran all over him. Josh Allen was going to run all over this defense if they don't understand how to kind of keep this guy in the pocket. And not just that, and keep him in the pocket. I guess that's the strength of the Dolphins' defense: is the cornerbacks, is Xavier Howard, is Byron Jones, is Bobby McCain back there. So yeah, if they could somehow say Josh Allen, you ain't running all over us, but try to throw. That could favor the Dolphin defense. That's here. their best bet. That's it. That's you can't have a team run all over you. The Dolphins gave up 217 yards rushing last week as a combined as a team to, to the whatever running back they threw out there and to Cam Newton. This could be a week where a guy like Devin Singletary or like I like to call him last week Zach Bush, if Zach Bush comes out, even though it's not him, yes. uh, or even Josh Allen comes out and runs for 100 yards on this Dolphins defense if they don't kind of wake up from last week. So there's your local angle with the Buffalo Bill killer offense out of nowhere. That's what I'm saying. Wow. The Buffalo Bills, everything is cyclical, right, in, in, in NFL and even the NCAA. The cycle right now for the Bills is on the rise, and I know – I. For the home angle, I really hope Tua makes that transition where he becomes the rise for the Dolphins because you can see it all starts with a leader and a run, and, and a quarterback. And now that the Bills have themselves a leader, a quarterback, Stephon Diggs said that they he would jump in front of a truck for him already, and he was only there for like 
You just right. got there. Right. That just shows that Kirk Cousins is not a leader and or Josh Allen is a really big leader. Right. The point is, is that team is on the up and up. And fantasy-wise, if you got a piece of them this year, normally in the last 10 years, it wasn't... You wouldn't touch it. It right. wasn't sexy. Right. Oh, it's very sexy right now. Right, right. All right, we'll do one more observation before we take a break here in the second segment. We're going to go... If we just talked about a really good offense in the AFC East, let's talk about a really crappy offense with a former head coach down here, Adam Gase, my buddy. Uh, and that offense... Top to bottom, left, right, up, down, backwards, forwards, whatever you want to say. Stinky, stinky, stinky. And the best piece is now out. All true. We're not going to have to spend so much time on this. Fantasy, I will keep it clean right now. You do not want to start any New York Jets. That's it. Le'Veon Bell, he is out. Jamison Crowder, who got a really... I'm going to call it lucky, but he still had that monster long touchdown, 69-yard touchdown, but he had 13 targets. He looks like he's going to be out. So right now, it looks like Darnold's targets are Herndon and not much thereafter. It's really, really bleak out there. They're going with uh, Brashard Perryman right now as their wide receiver one with Jamison Crowder out. So... Against the uh, 49ers, yeah, this is, looks like it's going right, to right. be a really, really ugly situation for the Jets. Would but, you want to play the 49ers this week? I mean, if you're the Jets after last week, them losing? Eggs. No. no. And, I, and I'd want to be right. starting San Francisco's right, defense. Right, but right. Over, overall, you know, we just said the Bills are a team on the rise. Well, Dolphin fans, there's somebody worse than you out there. Right. And that is the J-E-T-S Jets. I am feeling very bad for all of their fans yet again. I know you guys aren't. I don't. I know you don't. don't It's it is a bad scene. They have to fire gaze like now and just start over. Hit that refresh button, please. Owner just came out and said he's an offensive genius. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, that's that's great PR. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Good for me as a Dolphins fan. I hope Adam Gates is there for the next 10 years. Yeah, your best friend. So, oh, do you guys still text? We do. We, yeah, you we do? FaceTimed last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he looked so so happy. Right. Oh, he shaved, though, so that's nice. What, an, nice what an embarrassment. Yeah. 305-567-0560 is the text uh, machine. If you want to send a couple texts in here for the nose, if you want to get them uh, in here before the show is done, nose pick of the week coming up in the last segment of the show. We'll give you the tight end of the week also. The sniff test coming up, too. But we have another segment of observations. I told you it would probably take two because there is so much to go over. So send in those texts if you want them. Otherwise, observations coming up here in the next segment. This is Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. That's the Nose. I'm Zach J. Fig back in the Intercom compound. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more observations after this. Zach in the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads to Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. Jay Fig back at Intercom and me in the Nose in the Krantz Compound in Davie, getting you ready for week two of the NFL season and a tiny basketball game on also in our sister station tonight, just in case you're interested in that as well. Not telling you to listen to that because, you know, right when we're done at 8, you can catch the game. It's no big deal. No big deal. Right. Except for the fact that knows right now. Let me set the scene here in the Kranz compound. My son's walking around with a duty diaper. My wife's on the phone. 
and me and the nose are sitting in my office with the mic and the whole setup here. Nose, I'm in an Eddie Jones jersey, an old school Eddie Jones jersey. It's ripped. It's nasty. I, I, it probably looks terrible on me, uh, and I don't care. Um, and um, Nose is in a Boston Celtic hat, green Boston Celtic hat, and he's got a cool NBA Jam shirt on. You know those NBA Jam shirts they put out there, except the two players is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, and the game is going to be on behind us at a certain point on mute uh, in 17 minutes. Uh, it could get nasty in here in the 7 o'clock hour. We were texting back and forth uh, after game one, after the block. That Tyler Hero. Forget about right. the, that Tyler Hero. Ice in his veins. Right. Unbelievable. Yep. Yes, Pat Riley. The block good was pretty good, too. Good job. The block was good, too. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. 305 <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh. There's the text machine. Uh, if you want to send a couple texts in here for starters, sit, whatever the deal is, we're going to get to a couple of those right now before we get back to observations. We have some more observations to go over here. Important ones, too. We're not done. Diddy just said, go Celtics. Diddy, I liked you until just now. Big Celtic fan. Right. You yes. and Diddy. You and Diddy are big buddies right there. Uh, uh, here's one that comes in. Are you worried about the Browns' big wide receivers? Uh, I guess Odell, Jarvis. Uh, what about them, though? That's a great question right. and an observation, if you would. Yes, um, no, I'm not worried about them, but I might be after tonight. Uh, let's say this. I really think Odell Beckham needs to have a big game, not just for uh, your fantasy owners out there, but for how crazy he is in his brain right. that things can turn very south if they lose to Cincinnati tonight oh. and Odell doesn't get his. I would be very worried about him. But overall, watch the game tonight. If you have a two-TV setup, of course, here in Miami, you can watch right, both games. Right. Uh, but yes, uh, am I worried about it? It's too early to be worried about it. Let's see what the offense looks like. Let's see how the targets go. Does Odell Beckham get 10 throws to him? Does Juice Landry get 10 throws? Is Austin Hooper going to be utilized more this week with Najoku out? Is Kareem Hunt going to get a man? Do they have weapons? Everywhere. Oh my it's a God. video game offense. That's what it is. Am I worried? Not yet. It's still too early. Let's watch tonight's game and let's judge it after. Let's get two or three games in before we start worrying about how bad an offense is or if it's going to last the whole season or not. Uh, replay the block on TV just in case you're watching. Uh, thank you very much, Bam. Uh, every time I see that, I have to just sit there and watch. Let's get some more text messages. Spencer, the nose. Which two of these four wide receivers should I start? T.Y. Helton, Scary Terry McLaren. Thank you. Thank you. For putting Scary Terry in there. DJ Moore, or is it Deontay Johnson? Is that what it is? You got it right. right. Okay, so pick two out of the four there. I'm going with T.Y. Helton and DJ Moore this week. DJ Moore, especially if you're in a PPR league, DJ Moore is still one of the guys that I expect to have a great season. And I like T.Y. Hilton over Scary Terry. I think Scary Terry is going to have a little bit of Patrick Peterson on him, one-on-one. -on -one. That is not a good uh, look for him. So go with T.Y. and D.J. Moore. All right. Uh, someone texted him, what would you bid on Gallup on the waiver wire? It's a PPR league. I need a wide receiver. Now, we don't know what the bids are like in that league or whatnot. But Gallup uh, priority if on the waiver wire for you to pick up for this week? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll just flat out say it. He is a player that passes the sniff test. I'm just going to... Oh! I'll, double, just, oh, I'll just let you know. If you're, not able, if you're not able to listen to when we go over who fails and passes, Gallup is a great start this week. I expect a huge comeback from the Cowboys offense. Definitely go up and get him. Again, I don't know if what your bidding process is. Do you have $100? Do you have $200? I'm not aware of it, but I am aware that Dallas looked pretty bad week one. 
They're at home going against the Falcons, who give up a ton of yards right. in the air. This is a beautiful setup for Michael Gallup to have a great game. I expect the offense to be clicking on big-time cylinders for Dallas this weekend. All right. Uh, looks like a, a three or two- or three-part question here. Should I drop Henderson? I'm guessing that is the uh, running back in L.A. Is that who he's talking about there? And pick up one of the backups like uh, Clements or Gore. Okay, so I would pick up Gore over Henderson. We've discussed both of them in, in a negative fashion so far because Henderson is in a three-way situation, but he is clearly the third running back with the Rams right now. And listen, Frank Gore is right now going to probably be the starting running back for the New York Jets. It's not going to be sexy. You know what Gore is going to get. He's going to give you some hard runs. Maybe if you're very lucky, and I'm not expecting it, you get a goal line carry for a touchdown. But they also could give the ball to Adams, the uh, running back that came out of Notre Dame. Right. So they gave him uh, some run as well. Overall, that's not uh, there's not great options there for you. But yes, I would start Gore. I would pick up Gore over Henderson. And I think the other question is, do I go with Danny Jones or Carson Wentz? Right, right. Two-parter. Uh, Danny Jones all day over Carson Wentz right now. The uh, Philadelphia offense is really scary right now. Their wide receiver core is not separating. I'm a little concerned there. They looked really good in the first quarter, and then the Eagles' offense absolutely died at the last three quarters. They do have Miles Sanders coming back. So I would say keep Wentz on your bench for this week to see how he comes back, and then we could go week three and discuss that matchup. Aaron Donald coming to town against the Eagles this week. Oh, it's going to be a right, rough right. It's gonna be a rough game right. for them. And they have... Jalen Ramsey there as well, who's going to probably be covering Deshaun Jackson on the outside. And it's just that eliminating him, it's going to be Dallas Godert and Zach Ertz up the middle. And that's the best bet that the Eagles are going to have. All right, let's get to one more text message before we get to the end of the observations here. Uh, Someone said they wanted you to rank a couple, uh, looks like running backs, James Robinson, Rabbi Tariq Cohen, James White or Malcolm Brown? So I guess rank them one to four, the nose list. For this one, Malcolm Brown proved enough to me to be able to start out of these four guys. Okay. He had two touchdowns. It's a good matchup against the Eagles defense, which did not look great. So I would go with Malcolm Brown one, James Robinson two, because he's the guy who's getting the the, the usage there in Jacksonville. And then I would go with Tariq Cohn. Lastly, James White. James White is a player I can't start until there's a reason to. Right. He was Brady's guy, okay? Brady's not there anymore. And so I don't think that Cam Newton to uh, James White connection is going to be happening just yet. He had a very little usage in um, week one. So we're going Malcolm Brown, James Robinson, Tariq Cohn, James White. All right. Let's get back to a couple observations before we end this hour up. It looks like we talked a little bit about your next observation here on the list, the Eagles offense, Carson Wentz, and what they look like. So quickly go through that one more time before we get to the next one. Yeah, we were just saying they started out so hot like Hansel, and then they just started to completely blow it. Um, right, Carson looked really shaky. Uh, they had all their targets literally going to Dallas Goedert. A good player, don't get me wrong. Zach Ertz was completely shut down. I am not a fan right now of the Eagles' offense. Let's say that. I want to see what they look like week two to see if they have they have a, a head coach with creativity. Until I see what that offense, excuse me, the wide receivers are doing, right, right. I'm not starting right now anybody besides the tight ends and Miles Sanders from that offense. 
J.K. Dobbins. Let's move on to the next observation. J.K. Dobbins uh, in that Ravens offense. Obviously, that Ravens offense is um, w- when they're on, they're on. They're on. And, and anyone who's in that offense is probably a good bet to have on your team. But what about J.K. Dobbins in your eyes? Reliable to have as your kind of guy yet, or are you still waiting? Well, he scored two touchdowns in the first game. Right. It was which, a nice tease in week one. But I think those touchdowns were just very timely for him being in the game at those times. Uh, listen, they came out today. This is a rotation. He was J.K. Dobbins was on the field for 23% of their plays. Uh, Mark Ingram Moore and then Gus the Bus Edwards had about 12% of their offensive plays. This is still a situation that is not determined yet. So what I would say is, listen, there might be a situation where you need to start J.K. Dobbins, and he is totally startable, but don't expect all of a sudden for him to be the goal line guy. I think that... We don't know how they're going to be utilized. Their offensive coordinator flat out said, we don't know. It's going to be based on the game flow. Right. Right. So, listen, J.K. Dobbins, can you start him this week? Absolutely. If you have other options, you might want to look in that direction. Text us. uh, Tweet me. I'll tell you what to do. There you go. At Spencer Knows, by the way, on Twitter, N-O-S-E, if you uh, don't get your question here on the text line, 305-567-0560. More text. Send them all in. We'll get to all of them. Let's quickly go through a couple more observations before the first hour is done. Uh, the four four one strategy, the draft strategy that you were, were throwing it at everyone the first couple weeks that we were doing these shows. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. You'll trust me after that. Week one in the NFL, if we go back and look at your strategy, tell me how that worked out for a couple of these guys, especially guys that might have taken those quarterbacks early, even though you told them not to. Right. It really is. <laughs> I don't want to pat myself on the back, but it just makes so much sense. Lamar finished sixth overall. Lamar Jackson okay. had a great week. He did. Sixth overall amongst right. all fantasy quarterbacks. Pat Mahomes finished 16th. Amongst all fantasy quarterbacks. He only threw for about 200 and changed yards. Listen, right? That's it. Yeah. yes, it's early. But I want to almost do this practice every week because what the strategy was, was go ahead, draft three, three and one, or four, four and one. If you've listened to the show, you know what I mean. Right. And then draft, I said, draft yourself a veteran and then draft yourself a guy with upside. We pounded that information we did. into we sure your brain. Did. Well, guess what happened? Who was the number one quarterback? Matt Ryan, the right, veteran, right. who was number two quarterback overall. Aaron Rodgers, as we discussed earlier, Philip Rivers threw, uh, threw for 363 yards. Josh Allen had 312 yards in the air. He ran for a bunch. He had two touchdowns in the air, and he had a rushing touchdown. Matthew Stafford had a really nice game. And then Daniel Jones. My point is, all these guys had better games than Pat Mahomes. Now, of course, Pat Mahomes easily could be the number one quarterback of this course, week. Right. But the point is, is that the quarterback position has tons of guys who could play really play. And so you didn't have to go and use your first or second round pick on Lamar and Pat Mahomes. And we're going to have fun with this because I'm going to go over this every single oh, week. Oh, we have to. Uh, All right, we're going to have to look back at the strategy and see what it worked out. By the way, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, both threw three touchdowns. And that's a nice week right there. You know who else threw three touchdowns last week? Mitch Trubisky, Ben Roethlisberger, and the mustache in Jacksonville. Right, and Aaron Aaron Rodgers threw for four right. touchdowns. And Russ threw for four. So you're right. And, and, and Matt Ryan throwing for almost 500 yards, 450 yards in a game. Good Lord. Right, and when you have injuries that do happen and will happen, like Le'Veon Bell and Michael Thomas, you have to have depth. You have to have players backing those guys right, up. Right. And that's why... The strategy just works. All right, that's it. All right, that's the nose. I am Zach. This is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Tropical Chevrolet, 
where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads, travel the Chevrolet in Miami Shores. Those are most of the observations. We have the sniff test coming up here in the top of the next hour. We'll get to the tight end pick of the week. The nose pick of the week coming up at the end of next hour as well. Lots more to get to. Your text messages as well, 305-567-0560. We're taking a quick break here. We're going to come back with text messages, come back with a sniff test, and come back with more interaction with all of you if you have any questions for the nose also. And it doesn't get answered here on the show. Like I said, tweet at him, at Spencer Nose. N-O-S-E. Zach Lindo's Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Hour number one done. Hour number two right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.